and welcome to another episode of No Place Merge. I am your host, Caleb Porzio. And I am your other host, Daniel Colburn. That's pronounced Cole Burn. Burn. You burnt. You burnt. This episode today is brought to you by um I can't even read this. Who is it by? Uh it's Lara Khan. It's not Lara. Okay. Lara Sorry. Lara Khan. It, it I thought it was Lara Paravel. Yeah. Right. I always thought that Lara, was, well, Lara that was just Khan. from a book. So I also thought that was pronounced um <laughs> uh par- Paravel. Paravel. <laughs> yeah. Um that's Lara funny. Khan. It's pronounced like Caravel. <laughs> it's from a book. It doesn't help it's us. It's not a thing anyone says out loud. Yeah. Um, how you doing, Caleb? Oh, I'm fine, Daniel. You go to any conferences lately? Um, yeah, just got back from Daniel. You look like you are strung out. I look, you look like, like you're stoned out. right now. I woke up not so long ago um, okay. because I stayed up pretty late. Mm. But that's the game plan yeah. around here. I did see a message from Daniel at some point somewhere at like four or five, maybe even later. Like a couple days ago or something, I was like, oh, he's back at it. He's burning that midnight oil. I was burning that midnight oil. You ever have a bug that's just like, I don't know. I've got other people in my life now, you know, with this whole company business, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's kind of hard to, like, guarantee that I'm going to be able to, like, crack on a bug until it is solved. You know what I'm saying? Wait a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're saying like if there's something if there's something hard, yeah. It's like well, the way to solve this is to just sit down and not stand up again until it's yeah, solved. Right. Right? And like I live in a world of constant things yes. now. That so like is a bummer. Midnight oil is how you solve hard bugs. That is exactly you know? how I feel right now, Daniel. Exactly. So I'm with you, brother. I just want <sighs> to sit down and like work on one of these super deep bugs, and I yeah. can't even do yeah. one right now. Yeah. Yeah. Midnight oil, baby. I need to get on that midnight right oil. Yeah. Trying to be a good boy. Uh, uh, I'm with uh, the pup uh, all week. Next week, Hannah's going to Disneyland, and so I have to like yeah. be. Do you call your son the pup? On it. Yeah, the baby boy. He's yeah, the pup. <laughs> the pup. The pup. That's awesome. So I got to be. Um. Oh. You know. uh, um. Yeah, Daniel. Dude, Laracon was so fun. I loved Laracon. Laracon. Did you love Laracon? Oh yeah. Yes, dude. Yeah, it was a great I time. Laracon. Great time. It was a great time. Great time. It's a little tiring. I I took mad naps during Laracon. I un I uncovered like new levels of exhaustion for myself. Me too. For real. Like I one, it was really one day weird. you and I you and I coincidentally ran into each other both going back to the hotel to take a nap. That was pretty funny. I'm like totally on E. I'm like, I literally need to just go back to the hotel for an hour and nap. I walk outside. I order a lift or something. I walk outside. Guess who's right outside? Also ordered an Uber. Also going to take a nap, also for an hour, Mr. Deke. (laughs) And we have a great story about... Oh, yeah. We have a great story about that very hotel excursion. We saw saw the guy. We saw... himself. That's right. We saw um, throw up the... 
G. Um, uh, was popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we saw Jack Harlow, the man himself, who stayed in our hotel. Yep. Brand new whip just hopped in. Yeah, yeah. Jack Harlow. That dude, that was crazy. Honestly, I've seen. I saw Keanu Reeves once, and mm-hmm. that might be it. Like, we're staying. I've been pushed. I've been pushed by Snoop Dogg security people. All right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So we're we're like down from our nap. Me and Daniel in the lobby of the Dream Hotel. It's a pretty swanky hotel. Like, it makes sense that somebody famous would be there. Kind of. Yeah. Um, pretty. Yeah. yeah. That's where I'd stay if I was Jack Harlow. Yeah. And we're just like at the lobby, standing, sta- like standing at the desk or whatever. You're facing me. And I'm facing yeah. you, but I'm right. And I'm like facing the, uh-huh. but I'm facing the place where people would come off the elevator. Yeah. So this guy who looks exactly like Jack Harlow, no, Jack Harlow and a big beefy bodyguard walk out. And it was just one of those like instant, like, holy crap, like that's Jack Harlow instantly. And I, yeah, yeah. so he walked by and we had a conversation at the speaker dinner about seeing famous people and somebody, oh. because somebody saw, I'm going to get this wrong. Either Aaron Francis or Jake Bennett or or someone else. Braden Keith. One of them saw... One of, those, one of those attractive men. One of the attractive men. They saw like Steve Martin or something. Dude, they're laughing right now. I feel now like Steve Martin hangs... Well, Steve Martin lives here. Where here? In Asheville? Well, not in in Brevard, which is like... In the hills. Right outside of here. Okay, but that's yeah. pretty cool. So they saw whoever it was and they just stuck their thumb up and said their first name. I think that's how it goes. Um, dude, I'm getting this so wrong. There was that story from Jake, I think. And somebody else had a story about seeing Steve Martin or no, dude, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> football player who kneels. People, Who's the football the player that kneels? Don't like is how scripted our show <laughs> is, know. you know, it's just like, I wish it was a little less polished and more off the cuff. The, Whatever, football player who kneels, and I can't think of his freaking name. This is how it's going to be the uh, whole show, Kaepernick. apparently. Ka- Colin Ka- Kaepernick. Yeah, sees Colin Kaepernick on a plane. Is like, hey, Colin, whatever, tries to get a picture or something. Colin was like, dude, come on. Like, was like mad about it. They yeah. end up getting their seats switched, and they sit next to each other in first class after having this, like, confrontation. And, like, he took, like, a, whatever. Anyway, so I was like, Jack Harlow, I just got to, I was just like, hey, Jack, as he walked by. And he's like, mm-hmm. hey, Caleb. And I was like, what the hell? He was like, I'm a big fan of LiveWire. <laughs> big fan of LiveWire. Are you going to Laricata too? I'm playing the after party. Um, <laughs> so, and everybody just walks, like, runs away when I start playing. Um, so he he walks by. I go, hey, Jack. And he goes, hey, man. And just keeps walking. <laughs> and that's it. And then the valets, oh, nice. we walk out and the valets are like, <gasps> freaking Dude, out. You yeah. don't see that. And Dan, you saw him. So we didn't, all I said was, hey, Jack, he walks by me. You look over, you see him and you're like, is that Jack Harlow? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. We're like, <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. So then we go out and like double check with the valets. We're like, that's Jack Harlow, right? And they're like, dude, yeah. what the hell? Yeah, it was great. And so after, um, like, just I just happened to be listening to him. And in one of his songs, he's like, don't, um, no selfies, just just say it. No selfies, just say hi. I can't think of the song name. Yeah. But I'm like, Duh, I did it. I did it. I did it. I did he said job. to do it, and I did it. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. So Jack Harlow, man, that was fun. And then was I'm cool. in this big group of people. And after, uh-huh. and I'm like, 
guess who we just saw? And like drum roll and like Jack Harlow. What? And everyone's like, who's Zero that? of the like eight people standing in a circle my age did yeah. not know who Jack Harlow was. And I was like, dude, what is wrong yeah. with you people? What is I think they're out that? there listening. I think they're listening to to Christian rock. <laughs> That's their problem. There's a bunch of switchfoot heads. Yeah, you should have just said I saw. Um, I, was, I saw John switchfoot, Foreman. <laughs> yeah, I saw John Foreman. There, I think there's a story on the podcast of me seeing John Foreman. That's oh really? Note. Yeah. Where'd you see him? It was. I saw him in a in concert a coffee, <laughs> in a coffee shop in Asheville. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we must have but talked like, about that. I love that guy. Yeah, it was obvious that he was somebody famous and I couldn't figure out who. Uh-huh. Because he dressed time. like fancy or? He dressed like he was from California. Yeah. And then like a younger group of of guys who were clearly musicians. Yeah. Came to meet him. And then he left and they were all like, oh, yeah. dude. That's cool. And then I was like, okay, clearly like these guys are opening for this guy. Yeah. So who is playing tonight in town? Who is anyway? That that was That's my cool. John Foreman story. That's yeah. a good story. So yeah, but yeah, Laracon was exhausting. We took naps. Yeah, it was great, dude. All right, let, let's just like not everyone went to Laracon, so like let's give the uh, everyone knows. Oh, it's for what Laravel. Happened. Oh yeah, it's a po- it's a podcast. It's a podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's a live podcast for Laravel. Basically, yeah. Um, everyone knows what happened at Laracon. Yeah. So. We're going to give qualitative analysis. Okay. Right? Like the things that you could only know if you were there. Yeah. Um, or like the vibes. Yeah, the smells. Or like things like excitement that. Excitement levels. Here's things I know. Cigarette smokers, event source. Big time. Uh, I found like the little like smoking deck area <laughs> uh, outside the venue. And I went out there to hit my vape. Four guys just standing there talking about event sourcing. I was like, ah, my people. <laughs> I literally walked out. I was like, what's up, sinners? We talking about event sourcing? <laughs> it was very funny. I, that was like the one time I just saw you like, you know, like tall as can be on the, the canopy, like walking through the crowd, going to this little back exit door. And I was like, oh, I bet he's going to smoke. I'll go chill. So I walk mm-hmm. outside and there's this little crew of people in went from zero to event sourcing in no time. And I was like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'll right, see you guys later. <laughs> it was really fun. This sounds like, fun for you guys. Everyone who wanted to talk about event sourcing found me and we talked about That's it. That's cool. You know? yeah. So it was cool. So uh, we talked a lot about event sourcing while we were there. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was fun. Um, okay, talks. Um, Jess Archer's talk was so crazy. Yeah, I didn't catch the whole thing, but the half I caught was like, I mean, she she's like a hacker in the true sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, I yeah, the content was crazy. Like... The Laravel prompt stuff is crazy, yeah, right? Yeah. But regardless of what she was talking about, yeah, like the mechanics of her talk were insane because she did everything in tmux with neovim yeah and so she's live coding in neovim in tmux and then she has all these like terminal animations mm, I happening watch this thing i only saw the it end was, terminal animation the like flame thing it was absolutely buck wild like every 
she didn't leave the terminal. That's crazy. Like she like was like, "Hey, I'm going to give a talk now. Open the terminal." And then like, "Goodbye. I'm still in the terminal." Oh, that's brilliant. Like it was so so dope. Yeah. I was like, "This is wizardry. I love this." Yeah, she's a smart cookie, man. Yeah, she's dude. got one of those real clean brains. Yeah, I, I'm like so envious of like that type of computing. Also, okay, like you know, people who just like, terminal terminal heads. Yeah, I kind of feel like uh, you know how um, you know how there's like those like weird um American homeschool kids who uh are like, oh, I was born at the wrong time. I should have been born in the 1890s, so I could have been a Victorian lad. Yeah, I haven't met these people, but that sounds... Oh, you don't know enough homeschoolers. I guess not. <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying is maybe I was born at the wrong time because I feel like I would have thrived in like a uh, an a early prompt. Unix system yeah. prompt situation. Dude, I feel like in an alternate universe, in this timeline, you are, you are like a Vim head, you know? Yeah. Like it's it, kind of surprising you're universe. not. Yeah, I know. I actually don't even use Vim key bindings anymore. That's crazy. Code. I know. Wow. I was like, I was deep in it. And then yeah. like one time I just was setting up a new machine. And I didn't install it. Hmm. And then I just kept not installing it. And yeah. I was like, eh, eh, it's not that big of a deal to not have it's it. It's funny. Things like that, that happen. Um, yeah. yeah I, I the terminal thing... I am with you. Here's my bit on the terminal is I look at people like her and I go, damn, that's clean as hell. You have yeah. a great life. You have achieved some beautiful thing where you can make everything the way you want it. And it's clean and it's gorgeous and it's beautiful. And you're sponsored. And by you, Taylor you just <laughs> enter into the terminal and now you're plugged into the terminal. You're not like switch. You're not switching stuff every, you know, it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. But I know the reality of the times I've tried to do it myself. You're just like cobbling together all of these random things and everything's like a little broken all the time yeah. because you're in Vim with 10 zillion plugins and things that aren't like, you know, polished and are like in shambles all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the way no, I feel. I'm... So it's like VS Code, people maintain it. I feel like it, it is you know? a like enlightenment must be earned you know yeah like you're not gonna brew install enlightenment you know yeah you gotta earn like it. you gotta have some dot files you're definitely not gonna you, brew install enlightenment. you're not gonna <laughs> brew install um actualization no and that's not even enlightenment. even satisfaction yeah dude you gotta go only like the first two strata of Maslow's hierarchy of needs are on package right. managers. Yeah. And then you got you got to you figure rest. out yourself. Yeah, you got to pave your own You got to compile from source. Absolutely. Um yeah. Well, I mean on that note, herd was launched, which herd. I I need to switch to herd. I guess I have no immediate need because like everything works right now. <laughs> but right. you know, That's as soon as situation. as soon as like one thing stops working and everything falls apart, I'm going straight to herd. Yeah, no, that's the thing is like, I, if I could afford to have even six hours of downtime where my One computer hour. didn't work, right? then then I would immediately switch to Herd. Um, yeah. But it'll have to be a weekend project. 
I'm on this old Intel machine that sucks and I'm getting real bummed with it. So I'm getting closer and closer to an M2. Mm. And when I go M2, that I'm excited. Heard it yeah, up. I'm going to hurt it up. So that, that needed okay, to happen. So and that's a huge deal. Question to the user and the listener. Because yeah. you, user and listener, have already switched to her. True. Um, and I need an answer from you. So I have a client um, and their website has a lot of subdomains. Um, and mm. so in my local environment, I have like valet aliases for subdomains. Mm. Um, and uh, I need that to work in order to use the website. Yeah. I mean, it uses valet so, under the hood. Her does. Okay. So can I still subdomain? I bet. And I bet if you can't, okay. there's some, well, I don't know. Yeah. I bet you could. If not, okay. just ask Marcel. He'll add it. Yeah. That's true. Marcel the shell. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um, it was cool. I met Marcel in person. That was nice. He's, he's so smart. Yeah. He's a smart boy. He's yeah, active. I didn't, there's like a, there's a handful of people that I wish were there that weren't there. There's a handful yeah. of people who were there. And I didn't get to talk to enough. And I wish they weren't. <laughs> and then there's a handful of people that I wish weren't there. <laughs> and the lists get bigger uh-huh. as I move up. But Marcel is, yeah, he's somebody I, I said hey to. We talked for, I don't know, three or yeah, four brief. minutes. But it's like yeah. we have too much overlap to not talk for longer. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. his whole it Beyond cool. Code team was there and they're all pretty cool. So um, I met Sebastian Dedine, who I had not met. Dedina. Yeah. Dedena. Dedena. The uh Dedena. Dedena. The uh the other event sourcing guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got like, to hang with him, which was great. I got to hang with him and Frake and a few other of those dudes in a crew, but but yeah, Sebastian is, you know, he's a personal favorite of mine. He knows it. You know it. Frake um, has such a like magnetic personality. <laughs> Dude, Frank's the best, man. Frank is a freaking teddy like, bear, that guy. Have you ever... So you nice. Know, like, you know those things where like you have iron filings on a piece of paper and a magnet, and you just kind of like slide it through the iron filings? Yeah, and, well, like, yeah. That's how Frank is moving through a crowd. Yes. It's like... Frank is a magnet, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Frank. Frank's... Frank. You gotta love Frank, man. I love oh. talking to Frank. I always yeah, yeah, talk I about love... this, but we were talking about like bosses. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cause I was talking to Sebastian before Frank walked up and we were just saying like, I was like, I love how it's Botsy. It's pretty like hierarchy list. We've talked about this before. Like Frank refers yeah. to people as his colleagues, yeah, yeah, which I think maybe partially like, you know, a language difference thing, but also, um, just a cultural difference. Like we say yeah. employees, peons, um, riffraff, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. deck scrubbers, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And yeah, these are the things I say. These are exactly, yeah. Um, objects of my capital endeavors, mm-hmm. um, yep. capitalistic endeavors. Inve- yeah. Inve- human resources. Human re- yeah, really. Cap- just capital, honestly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just call it capital. Um, so they say colleagues, and I was like, that's, you know, really cool how whatever. And he's like, yeah, you want to piss Frank off? Like, we just rib on him, calling him the boss or the manager, I think. And so, <laughs> so yeah. So he walked up, they called him the manager and he's like, oh, no, no, you know, it's just funny because, and so I, I asked him a little bit about it and he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's Spotsy or, you know, it's, it's hierarchy, it's hierarchy lists, you know, he's like, there, we don't have juniors, we don't have seniors, 
we just have people programming on projects. And I was like, dude, that's what's up, man. That's so cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Love it. So yeah. Freaks the man. Freaks the man. Go freak. Go freak. freak. You know what? You know what Remember, they're not doing? What? That they could be doing is 37 signals in it and like talking about how to run a company. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the whole thing is they're comp- like 37 signals is run by maniacs. And yeah, right. <laughs> Spotsy is run by some chill guys who like to hang out with each other and program so it's like they're that's not that's what i'm saying so like i agree from them please right i yes it's just kind of built into it though it's like that i just can't that they're not see gonna write him, a book like, thought leading about like the way they work you know it's just kind yeah, of like oh, we just work down. a way that we like to work and that's that you know <laughs> but yeah somebody's got to put that to paper agreed yeah um, I was explaining Frake to a non-programmer yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, he, yeah, he's a he's a Belgian man who secretly makes dust funky beats. <laughs> right, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, the Belgians, like, man. They're all like music fest dudes. Yeah, dude. Music no, fest dude, dudes and board game dudes, like, and programming. Oh, board game dudes for this sure. Is, the Belgians just love that stuff. They like to take like a rare research chemical and then play a weird board game. Like as a like a launching point for a game is like Yeah, yeah. You like take a boron. little like, you, you take like three grams of two C B and then you're oh, like Oh so they're dosing this, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying they're dosing, but they're not dosing with like the normal stuff. They're dosing right. with like some stuff some weird stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And like it started with lithium. Game. Yeah, 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 and then here right. we are. Here we are. Yeah, started off with a kiss. How did it end up like this? How did it end up like this? It was only a kiss. Yeah. Oh, dude! Quick. Speaking of that, I mm-hmm. am walking by. Uh, so Mitch and I stayed an extra day. I laid in bed the entire day, and then at night uh, we went out oh, for boy. dinner, and then we went out to do Nashville, and we're just bar hopping, going to different places, walking down this alley. Dude, freaking Broadway sucks. Whatever. Yeah, it's, it's it's Bourbon Street. It's oh, it's crazy. So Printer's Alley is not that far from it, and it's just kind of back yeah. alley. Walking by, I hear somebody playing um, some Blink song, fairly popular yeah. Blink song, whatever. And I immediately, you know, just like beeline it into there. Yeah, it was a Come small bar. A yeah, with a bunch of like, I mean, you, you could make comments about the type of people in there, but they were hammered and they were freaking out. And it was this really cool band. And they were so good. And they played Mr. Brightside after that. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so they pl- played Mr. Brightside. They played Ocean Avenue. They played uh, just all that stuff. And so, I, dude, I'm sitting there like scheming the whole time. Like, what's going to be my request? Because he's like, we take yeah. requests. These these dudes are incredible. They could play anything. Hell and yeah. so, uh, whatever. I requested When You Were Young. You know that song by uh-huh. The Killers? When you exactly. were young. And they nailed it. And he, and like, if you picture they were on the car, like, they had, well, one, they actually had a guitar hero guitar. And he had it on expert, um, but he just had that button held and he just was like, (laughs) you know how in Guitar Hero, did you play Guitar Hero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that song, even on like expert, is just the same note. The same for that over like, and over, whole, and over like, again. solo yeah anyway uh you know the devil's water it ain't so sweet that's right but you don't have to drink yeah. right now not right now i love the killers Dude. we've never talked about the killers Dude, they're so solid. i love the killers 
You know they're named after a Mountain Goats song. No. Yeah. Do you know the best ever death metal band out of Denton? That song. I do. Okay. Well, here's uh, here's a line from the best ever death metal band out of Denton. The best ever death metal band out of Denton never settled on a name, but the top three contenders after weeks of debate were Satan's Army and the Killers and the Hospital Bombers. Um, and they just took it and, and ran. the killers are named after that line in that song holy crap dude that's insane yeah. we've talked about the mountain goats on here right like we've covered that i don't know but have you heard the song the podcast i love the mountain goats no there's a podcast called i love the mountain goats which is every episode is just like a different kind of famous person being interviewed about their favorite mountain goats song wild yeah, dude, the mountain goats are like enough mountain goat songs that you could actually do that. Could have it. <laughs> and like, I wonder if I'm like that guy because my favorite song is "No Children," but it really is my favorite song, maybe like up there of all time. It's "I Hope You Die," "I Hope oh, We I Both hope Die," we both "Die." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that when I heard that song, unlovable oh my gosh, yeah. everything about what that a... song hooks into my brain and won't yeah. let go. Um, Dude, I so when I was in college, we had this thing called uh, Catacombs Folk Fest. So I lived on this hall called the Catacombs. Okay, um, and it was kind of like the drugs and rock and roll hall of this Christian college. Yeah, and a lot of us ended up uh, with <laughs> addiction problems yeah, okay. later in life. <laughs> um, but uh, it was a good time. We're we're blasted off pretty good. Oh, yeah. um, and we had this thing called Catacombs Folk Fest, and so it was this annual thing where we would just kind of like DIY a show and you either had to live on the catacombs or like be one of our little homies to play. Okay. And so you could just, it was just like almost, it was like a talent show type of vibe. Everyone just played music. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the year before I got there, they had done it in, the art barn which is like the oldest building on camp which is or on campus which is like where the art stuff happens and they had broken like a floor joist because nice it had gotten really like a 150 year old joist yeah and like just like met like you know 200 people had been crammed into this thing for folk fest and just like broken something so anyway um at folk fest right before i got i got kicked out of college so right before i got kicked out of college i uh at folk fest i played uh this year by the mountain goats nice yeah um and it was ironic because i did not make it through that year yeah um what's the lyric but um i am gonna make it yeah. through this year yes. if that it kills, kills me. me and you didn't <laughs> i didn't i didn't i am gonna make it yeah. Yeah, oh man. my god the mountain goats aha listen to the engine roar there will be feasting and, and dancing, dancing in jerusalem next year yeah dude oh the mountain goats are that's something else yeah. i like the song where he's talking about like he's in the driveway his dad is like because dad's abusive so he's like yeah that's that song is it yeah what's that part uh it's like oh 
he's got he turns off the radio. Yeah. Or no, that's dance music. Right, dance music. He's like that's the yeah. Five years old or six, maybe. And indications that there's something wrong with our new house. Trip down the wire twice daily. I'm in the living room watching the water gate, hearing oh. while my grandfather yells at my mother. Lunch or my, or my stepfather, yeah. <laughs> Launches a glass but across yeah. the room, straight at her head, and I uh, and I run, run upstairs, upstairs to take cover, cover. leaning close to the little record player on the floor. This is what the volume knob's for. I listen to dance music. Dance it's music. like the happiest song about an abusive childhood ever. Dude, that's, that's their whole thing. Like, they're genius. They are genius. Wow. Okay. I guess he. It's mostly just the one guy, but yeah, I don't even know his name. John Darnell. Really? Yeah. Cool. Anyway. So yeah, the killers and Nashville backtracking to somehow Frake we got Sorry. from yeah. that. I don't know. We're talking about Frake. Frake. And Frank then we're Will talking about Sweden. Spotsy. We're talking about uh music fest. Oh, because the Belgians love the music fests. <laughs> oh, the yeah, Belgians. The man. And the uh, research then, then some some guy did a talk about like some like front end framework. Did uh Front end, back end framework. You're gonna talk um, about the inertia talk, aren't you? Yeah, the inertia talk was fire. Um, no, Caleb did his talk. It was obviously incredible. Everyone's happy. Everyone's very excited about Live Wire Three. Uh, the Primogen loves it. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff going on there. Um, yeah, it's true. Let's uh, do a do discuss that. Let's save the Primogen for you know what we should do. This should not be a reviewing talks because they were all good. This should be a yeah, telling stories and like musings about you know Laracon. And we okay. should at least tell the story. I mean, this isn't like a crazy story, but it was just a fun experience that Daniel and I and Mitch and John Drexler and a few other folks end up in Boss Man Chris's penthouse suite where Jack Harlow is staying. <laughs> I just love the fact that like Jack Harlow wasn't staying in that room because Chris was. He's on, like room four or floor four. Like he's just yeah. slumming it with uh with slumming it down there with me. With the freelancers where you got boss man Chris in the penthouse suite that has a poker just table. Balling out of control. And a ping pong table and it's like yeah. probably the nicest hotel I've ever seen. But it was very sweet. Yes, and Daniel uh you know what? It was Yeah, we played poker. Daniel taught us how to play. So it was a blast. It I know how to play poker, but uh-huh. not like you know how to play poker. Like you, I don't even know it was that really well cool just to get like your commentary. Because you were half like giving commentary for people who don't know how to play poker at all. Uh-huh. And also giving like what's going through my head and what you should do and you know stuff like that yeah yeah, which is cool just like oh well like what happened here is that another three came which means like now there is a possibility of a full house so this is an interesting place to bluff if you were gonna bluff yes exactly right that he was kind of just like giving us the you know um (laughs) yeah it was fun it was fun yeah yep um we so we played because uh, you know it was a bunch of people who don't really play poker so you can't really play for meaningful amounts of money yeah um, so we played like five dollar right <laughs> five dollar buy-in um, and Mitchell and at the end of the <laughs> go ahead what about Mitchell well he so I left early because uh-huh. my brain was like breaking down I fried it was yeah. not working out for me and I was so exhausted I left early which was like twelve thirty or something. And then I asked Mitchell the next morning, like, you know, how to go or whatever. He's like, yeah, I won uh, or tied or something, whatever. Yeah. Got whatever. And I was like, how much you win? Well, he's like, well, 
I had to cover your ass. So after that, because I, <laughs> I totally forgot to pay. <laughs> well, so in that, and I covered John and Jacob. Okay. Right? And so because of, and I think Chris covered Bogdan. So because of like people covering people, mm-hmm. the only money that changed hands was $5 to me and $5 to John okay. from Chris. Great. <laughs> so like at the end of the day like chris just gave two people five dollars and that was the that was the amount of money well, he's the boss man that's why they make him the, he's boss, the boss man, man. yeah come to your hotel room and take 10 of your dollars yeah that's right he'll invite you to his hotel room and take your money yeah it was a good time Give though i loved it yeah that was um cool. it was a good hang it was a good like chill way to wrap it up you know yeah yes totally um yeah dude dude the um it was so funny we so we get to the there was like the laricon after dark thing yeah which was at the loudest bar in america oh man um if one thing could be changed in in that place it would just be like turn it down a little oh, bit oh it was wild like, it, we want to talk daniel i was sitting at a table with daniel and he's like per well the music comes on we can't hear each other at all and we're sitting in a booth. We're like sitting in a booth, yeah, screaming yeah. in our face, in each other's faces, and and you're like, you were. I just want to broadcast this dynamic because I am the guy to get perturbed about like some young people playing music too loud. Yeah. And if I just had to guess your reaction at the moment, be like, be like, all right, yeah, this jams. Oh no, that's just like being at concerts, dude. You just scream your face off. That's just what it is. And so I just kind of took on that posture of like, oh, yeah, whatever, just screw our face off. And Daniel's like, I am going to drop these dudes. Like, you were so pissed. And I was so happy. I was like, this is, I know, I was like, this is I was great. Like, Dude, That's nice not to let's be. Let's take the... up a collection and just go yeah, offer the said. sound guy $400 to turn it down. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's so tricky. Uh, yeah, it was wild. Um, so then we went upstairs and there was another stage that was equally loud. Yeah. So, but if you just keep going, you just up, keep going eventually upstairs, you get to yeah. a roof. Yeah. And it's just. The roof is packed because it's the only place you can have yeah, a conversation. Yeah, everybody escapes to the roof. <laughs> and if you go, if you weasel your way all the way through the roof to the very back corner, there's Aaron Francis. And Boris. Just like, yeah, Aaron and Boris just like holding court in this back corner, um, yep. which was great. And so we do that, and I'm sitting with John, and we roll up, and Aaron Francis goes, fits and starts. <laughs> And he knew John because apparently he had listened to Fits and Starts, which is like the wild. What is Aaron's deal? Well, pause quick. I said that to someone and I expected, like, I forget who it was, but I, like, I'd been saying that, like, because I'll just be with John and then somebody just random and people just think he's like some random dude. And I'm like, from Fits and Starts? You know, which was like a high quality podcast that I believe could have been massive personally. Yeah. Yeah. We just stopped doing it. Yeah. Like, but you, it could have been huge and you guys really like put effort into it because you know, well, yeah. So it was whatever. It was a great podcast and I'm surprised that I was like, do you think John and I should do a podcast again? Of course. We have been a little bit talking about it. So we have three scheduled meetings at Thunk. Yeah. Every week. So we have Monday morning baseball. Okay. Um, Monday morning baseball is at 11 a.m. on Monday. And it's when we say, what the hell's going on this week? 
what's everyone working on are there major problems <laughs> can we pay everyone you know yeah. all this all the stuff um it's like kicking off the week it's something you have to show up for on monday so that the week actually starts yep. um you know yeah whatever then uh john and i have a call which is uh called talking businessly and talking businessly is the call where we like, you know, talk about setting up payroll and like hiring accountants and like just running the business. Yeah. Right. And then we have uh, no meeting Wednesday, which is on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and it is called no meeting Wednesday because at uh, John's other company that he was working at, because. I don't know if like we didn't really talk about this publicly, but John like had a full time job and also was working at Thunk semi full time yeah. for like the past like month and a half, um, and because uh, his he was just doing less and less of his full time job and doing more and more of Thunk. Yeah, but the way that that really worked is that his other company had just implemented a new policy called No Meeting Wednesdays. Nice. Where they just you weren't allowed to put anything on anyone's calendar on Wednesday. Yeah, and John was like, "Oh, excellent! So this Great. is the day this where is I work meeting full day. time." For- <laughs> <laughs> and so we have an ironic meeting on our calendar called No Meeting Wednesdays, uh, which is our sort of our cat meetup. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, we were doing talking businessly the yeah. other day, and I was like. This is so, this would make a good podcast. Like, it would be really fun to podcast, like, gory details about starting this company. Yeah. The only hard part, like, in a perfect world, you're just completely transparent. So, it still would be great, but you would have to, you know, baseball, football, service, everything. And it would have to be, it would have to be so censored, but it shouldn't be. You just have to find a way to not censor. Put it in your contracts. Be like, we get to talk about this. Yeah, I would like to do that. Um, And also, like, you know, you may lose a little negotiating leverage, like, Mm. because say there's a point in time where we're, like, kind of desperate to land work. Yeah. Someone could, if they listen to the podcast, know that and then get us to work for cheaper than we want to, you know? Yeah. So that is another potential downside. But, like, I feel like it's worth it. Yeah. Just the amount of, I feel like if the podcast was good, it decreases the chances of us being in a situation where we need work. Back True, right? Like it's, it's a whole like actual of. marketing channel for you. Yeah, it's got a virtuous cycle to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, just for that reason alone, you should do it. But yeah. um, also, I just think it'd be fun. It would be fun. And you know, like I said, you and John Drexler are great. And you got notes on work. Material. You know, I, I love notes on work. By the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's like one of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> Segway. I just, I don't listen to it for like chunks of time. Yeah, and then I'll like listen to all of the episodes that I missed yep. in a row mm-hmm. one day. It's great. It's good stuff. I record it, hoping nobody listens to it. You know, yeah. it's definitely you have a running you have a running bit with that show of deleting episodes. Yeah, I've done that for sure. Because um, <laughs> I run my freaking mouth, man. I the last time I remember having to delete an episode where I like accidentally smack talk Adam Wathit. <laughs> like the person I least, you know, have something smacky to say, 
about. Mm -hmm. I just like did some stupid, I just say stupid things basically in life, you know, because I'm just figuring it out as my mouth's moving and no plans to, or whatever, notes on work is like the most unfiltered, just, all right, hit record, let's go. Um, Yeah, yeah. And it's me just kind of like self, like the mic is my therapist basically in those moments. Um, But it is, nobody should listen to it so that I can say anything I want to say, good, bad, right, wrong, accurate, inaccurate. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But people, there was um, a handful of people that like brought it up or brought references from, I forget what's in it. So when somebody like references something, it's like, wait a second, how did you know that? And then like, oh, you listen to notes on work. It's like that. It's like, man, you're not supposed to do that. People who know me, (laughs) I actually really hope, I think a few people in my life, like there's a few people in my life who follow me on Twitter that I just, like in my personal life that I wish wouldn't, but mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and it's like, man, if they listen to that, like this is my little space where I just trust that nobody in my personal life listens to this thing. Um, yeah. You know, it's not that definitely, I definitely crazy. Definitely things. no one outside of your professional circle is listening to it. Right. Right. You're like, well, at least this will never break out into like the wider tech influencer world. Yeah. I think cousin John listens to it, which is fine. He's cousin John. That's fine. Um, and I think Mitch does too. And Mitch isn't a podcast guy. Um, but he. You think maybe I should do a podcast called Notes on Notes on Work and then you could make Notes on Work private so oh. that people can't listen to it. And then I'll Yours listen to it. just like a reaction it. video podcast? Well, I'll just, just I'll listen to the podcast and like if there's anything that needs to be shared with the people, I'll say it. I'll be like, uh, he said this thing, it's probably you worth knowing. You could just be but... the censored version of Notes on Work. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Censored Notes on Work. It's actually... I'll just a... like, I'll make a judgment call. Like, uh, I don't know if you want to say this thing. I'm going to change the name again. Really? I hate the name. I think I like it's boring. Name. And it's not just well, Notes yeah, it's on boring, Work. boring, but it's good. I want to name it something ridiculous, like Shabloimp. <laughs> Swashbuckle. Swashbuckle. Um, uh, what's the thing when you're in a cave? Spelunk. Spelunking. You Spelunking? Know? Yeah. Like Spelunk is actually pretty good. Spelunk's pretty decent, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Notes on work I mean, is it, like it the most boring. It kind name. of encroaches on my brand. I know. Yeah. It's a, it's a reference to your brand. Spelunk and thunk. So notes on work. Speaking of notes on work, is it the time to talk about the prime? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So I recorded a podcast episode. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Like you do. Like you, like do. you do. You just something. You I had a some thought episode for your no I listeners that you have for nobody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then I got a message first from Carson Gross. I, I hope that's how you say your last name, Carson. Sorry, Who is the if HTMX it's Gross. guy. HTMX guy. And he was like, just affirming the things I said in the podcast. Uh huh. Um, like, and the things you said in the podcast were, uh, shall I recap? Let's what you save said it the until we talk okay. fully explore the conclusion. And so then the primogen tweets the podcast and is like, whatever, great episode. Um, and I think he meant it, but he's like, except for, oh, he said, Caleb Porzio called me a DGen and cool like in the same sentence or whatever yeah. called me cool and a dgen great listen except for the part where i get dunked on you wouldn't know what it means or something like that like that's the tweet. yeah, yeah. i was like oh crap <laughs> like, yeah so i listened back to the whole thing to refamiliarize myself with my misdeeds which is what i did when i slammed adam accidentally and uh-huh. and other times i've done this before 
And I listen back to it and it's like, oh yeah, like that's not really, but I mean, like I definitely make it clear. You didn't say anything that mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I, everything I said, I believe, but I definitely said things like the prime engine, super cool. He's super, super smart. I care about his takes. Like I said that stuff and I meant it and I always yeah. mean it. I love that guy. Um, yeah. And then you were also just like, this shit is psychotic and it's not learning. Yeah. Right. You know? So that's the part that I wish I could go back and change. Um, which I guess I technically can, but don't. I won't. Um, I wish I could go back and change because the true story is I understand what is happening there. I understand it. Yeah. It was just a surprise to me. And of course it's, I even said in the episode, as I start like old man, like get off my lawning, I'm like, I'm like, uh, but it's entertainment. That's what it is. It's entertainment. And so he reminded me yeah, that yeah. In, the, in his tweet thread of like, I do this for entertainment, not education, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, it sucks to like somebody that you admire to have like dunked on, but he did express that he liked it and he followed me. So yeah, I don't know. You've arrived, bro. I don't know. You're on Prime's radar. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, yeah, you could divulge the content if you want, but basically the content was like, uh, you were talking about hype cycles. You were talking about uh, basically like the current hype cycle with HTMX um, and how like this dude just sort of like toiled away in obscurity for 10 years. And then like uh, somehow like the eye of Sauron landed upon him (laughs) and was like, uh, congratulations. Like you're going to be the thing that everyone's obsessed with for a while. And then as all things do, then they're going to be mad at it right after that yep. right after they love it they're gonna hate it yep um and there's gonna be like this little scene of people like the primogen and like theo.gg and like you know yeah. all these people who are gonna like have a hot take on this thing and the chances that they actually build software with it is like zero um and they're gonna have like a very like surface level interaction with your thing and then a bunch of other people who watch them are now going to have surface level yeah uh opinions about your thing but a bunch of people are going to like feel like they need to learn your thing even if they don't actually need to learn your so anyway right. you're just kind of talking about that where it's like there's like all this like anxiety that like all of a sudden this thing is like benighted and becomes like a thing that like oh you have to learn htmx yeah. or like you're fucking falling behind yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, dude, HTMX is bad for security. Like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and it's really the people, you know, that whole, yeah, and it, this is not a slam on prime because he's a way better programmer than I am. He knows the full stack. I'm not saying this is him. I'm saying the JavaScript crackheads, you know, those people, that whole group is like fine, fine group to be in. But for something yeah. like HTMX, it's just the perfect thing to pick to be like knighted because like yeah. people be like, oh yeah it's like hdmx be like what when would you how would you what would you what you know like yeah. what it's like why would you guys like this how do you control the response of an http endpoint yeah. like how would i even control that that's not my lane you know or yeah like what wait and then they you know there's trade-offs with it's hdmx such a non- like the 
look, you did a really good job of like pretending like, oh, well, maybe there's something I don't understand about this security issue where it's like actually a real security issue. But like you understand because you make Livewire that this is not a security issue unless you write a security issue into your app. Yeah. Right. Like, like yes, things that put HTML that render HTML on a bra- in a browser are theoretically vulnerable to cross-site scripting. Yeah. But like, you know what else is? Just a form, you know? Like a regular post request, like form submission that then like renders some input back to you on the response page, you know? Yeah, anything that renders input back to you, yeah. And like, it doesn't matter what mechanism you use to render that input back to you. Well, it... I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Unless you have sanitization inside. But, like, this is just like, oh, yeah, it doesn't add an extra layer of security. Well, it is like if you use React and JSX for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're probably, you're not going to run into that issue unless you're rendering Markdown or some sort of preview of user submitted stuff. Um, Dude, Stephen Reese Carter's talk with the Markdown injection. Yeah, pretty interesting. I was I cool. was wondering if I was vulnerable, but I'm not. No, but because, Git down just uses Git, right? Well, the reason I'm not vulnerable to at least one of the vectors he talked about, and one of them was you'll have to expound on it, but but like if you use like a wildcard route to then like if so if I make a docs site and have like slash doc slash quick start, and what I do in my routes file is like slash doc slash star, and then I grab that segment, fu- treat it as a fu- like append dot md to it or something find that file in the file system, render oh, it on the page. That one. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. he like changes the URL to like, you know, go back a few directories and gets past some of the like easy ways to sanitize out like dot dot slash and stuff. Um but whatever. So I was like, oh am I vulnerable? And then he does some other deeper things once he's kind of got through that layer. Um yeah, and and I get so I just like checked the LiveWare docs and it's it is explicit. Like I have basically a whitelist of you know, like keys and values. The key is the URL. The value is the file name. So it's like a straight lookup. But um, anyway, I'm always like aware of that stuff, but it's easy to slip up, you know. There's a PHP you know function to like ensure uh, absolute paths with no dot dot slashes in it, you know. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I was talking to him about his talk and uh, apparently he has a script that he runs. <laughs> that uh that just uh grabs the ziggy dump out of people's um, <laughs> oh my gosh and just of like course, yeah dude. i was like oh of course he was like i love ziggy during a pen test it just lets it's me like, like hey i don't have to routes. like yeah yeah have to crawl this site or whatever do that thing i remember watching everyone was mad at me about ziggy when it when it came out and they're like oh you're leaking my routes and i was like security through obscurity fuck you right it's Uh like you i mean that his steven's talk at laricon i think it was like his big debut laricon eu years ago was what showing one of those tools just like watch i type in the url of your app it will find every exposed url you know every exposed route it will find and show to me even the uh-huh. ones you don't want it to, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shit's great. Shit is great. Yes. Um, so I'm in this group chat um, that is 10 people. Okay. And uh, two of them spoke Okay. at the thing. Yeah. So Steven is in there. Okay. Joel Claremont is in there. Okay. 
Beggs is in there. And that's Jason Beggs? Uh, I've never heard of that guy. Okay, just A Beggs. Uh, there was a really great moment where uh, I was sitting with Jason during Taylor's talk. Yeah. And uh, like they put up two different web... Because I had just finished like introducing him to Drexler uh-huh. and being like, oh, he made all the websites. Every website you've been to, yeah, he, he made, made it. Um, and then, uh, you know how Jason is. He's like real quiet and kind of humble but yeah, also he's like, kind of a killer uh, my... secretly he, he's a little bit of a shit talker also oh but, yeah he's got he's uh, got some spice that's part of yeah, the jason anyway. factor yeah so taylor put up a couple websites during his talk and jason every time he put up a website jason would just lean over and be like i made that one <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny that's great uh, uh i love jason bags. you gotta love you gotta he's love the Jason. sweetest man in America. Yeah, dude. he's and he's a great guy to work with. Like he, <laughs> yeah. and he, yeah, he Fucking actually he gave fast. me some little some little uh, dig yesterday or the day before or something. We're we're in, and I realized this before he dug me. He implemented the whole design for the V three site, okay, yeah. as a new branch on the V two site. Yeah. So he used a lot of existing stuff, you know, whatever. I was in. I was, there's so many things about the V two site I don't love because it started on Jigsaw. And I've so Frankensteined it since that it's like, ah, yeah, this yeah. is not clean anymore. So naturally, I just started a new Laravel app and did everything the way I wanted to do it that felt clean and everything. But that meant, of course, you know, breaking a lot of other stuff that fixed and or that was fixed, whatever. So I forget. It was like search or something that I did. And he's like, I forget what he said, but it was just something like he fixed it for me. And then he's like, just I forget exactly what he said, but some little dig like fixing stuff you broke that I already did. Like, you know, like <laughs> there I am again. And I'm like, yeah, he, he, I earned that one, buddy. Um, but yeah, he's awesome. Like he, he is the only person on the planet that um, takes ownership to the degree that like he finds things that are being overlooked and goes and does yeah, yeah. and goes and like takes care of them. And that is like so rare yeah anywhere that somebody like sees that oh the you know the social image isn't when somebody's sharing a live or three link there's no social image i'm gonna add that i'm gonna go and add the social image you know like that kind of stuff that's like yeah man you know yeah he's just taking care Takes of stuff care left of and right and that's that's the jason Beggs factor so yeah, but he's he is also the worst. You know, we got to keep it even here. Yeah, we don't want to get get a big head. Such he's a pain. The in worst. The ass. Yeah, I can't really articulate yeah. why I feel that way, but I do. <laughs> so, yeah, he's great. He's he's a he's a good character. Yeah. The what I like about Jason Beggs in an in person environment like Laracon mm-hmm. is the way he approaches. Mm. How does he? Approach? You know what I'm saying? Have you noticed this about Jason? No, he uh he approaches sort of like indirectly, mm. like he's not walking a side up to approach, you. like a yeah. crab walk. He just kind of drifts yeah. until he's like standing next to you, and then he kind of like sort of conspiratorially like mutters something. <laughs> yeah, <he's> yeah. Like... <laughs> Jason. But like, and then like as as quickly as he appeared, he is gone. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like there's certain anchors sort of, at an event sort of like that. He drifts up and says some shit and then rolls. <laughs> there's anchors at an event like that. I'm sure for you yeah. as well. Like there's people that it's just like I'm either lost or I just want to be near somebody who I'm comfortable with. And Jason yeah, the is yeah the homies. Yeah. It's like Jason's an anchor. 
um, that yeah. I, you know. Jason and Mitch are both people who are like, oh, this guy's not going to stress me out. Yeah, exactly. You just go yeah. stand next to the guy who's not going to stress you out. Yeah, Jason, Mitch. Um, yeah. I, I've sort of found like a Laracon crew in with us. We have a weird Laracon dynamic. I can never find you. You can never find me, yeah. to be fair. Um, yeah, we're all over the place. We're all over the place. And, and people are constantly asking where the other person is. Yes, like if, if any two people should chill together at Laracon, it should be me and you. And what yeah. really ends up happening is not that. Like, Well, because what happens is even when we try and chill together, we end up getting split because like we're standing together. Then someone's got like, you've got like, oh, I made the... I made the yeah. Was it Cake PHP version of Livewire, or what was no, no or uh, Code Igniter? I made the Code Igniter. No, version no, of it's like uh, um, what's that language? Cobol. Uh, whatever. It was something. I mean, crazy. that's pretty cool. Like, I, I, it's crazy. No, you get whatever like, that. Like, dude made a no, no, Cobol it's, version it's of Livewire. It's super cool, but I don't. I don't. I know. Anyway, I don't want on. to talk about it. Of course. You know? like, right. Yes. I, okay. So that that is like a so like crappy, someone will come up and start talking to you about that. And then while I'm kind of just like standing there while you have that right, conversation, what are you someone do? else is like, event sourcing? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're like in different worlds. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because so that, that's what happened with event sourcing. Exactly I was outside and I'm like, seconds. I could stand here for a half an hour and listen to these people talk about event sourcing. It was like, no, life's too short. And yeah. same as you. You're like, Dude, I just, you know. So we like kind of travel yeah. together. But then somebody wants to have a deep talk. And then it's just like, someone you just split. Us. Yeah. Um, and that's how it goes. So... But we did. I did I, we both to, made an effort to hang out a little more, and I think it worked. Yeah, yeah. it was great. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, we met some big fans of the show. That was cool. That was really cool. Um, so many. That so kid, Malik, who Malik, we met. The yeah, shout out night. to Malik. That guy loves the podcast. Yeah, he's super in the podcast. Super nice guy. <laughs> super psyched. Um, uh, working. He's working for like uh, the his county school board in like Kentucky. Um, cool which is wild I think like Lexington Kentucky and he's just like writing code for the school board that's cool I was like all right hell yeah gang gang the gang gang the uh the no plans to merge fans at Laracon yeah. I want to know the percentage of people at Laracon that listen to no plans to merge so there's like 850 or 900 people or something yeah it feels like at least half listen to no plans to merge yeah and I'm really sorry about that I this is that was a mistake. Can you hear that? No. I'm heating up some water for the tea. You are? Yes. Do you have a kettle on your desk? Oh, yeah. No way. Dude, someday I'm going to like do a write-up about it, but I just dose like tea oh my God. Like all just day. just cranking just, tea right now. Yep. Fresh loose leaf all day um, all right. with the kettle on the desk. So, uh, no plans to merge fans. So, you know, we have a thousand true fans. Yeah. We don't get more listeners, we don't get fewer. We have a thousand listeners. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and it, I think like of all places for to find like a high constant the highest concentration of no plans to merge listeners, it would either be at Kohl's or right. at or, Laracon. Yeah. And at Laracon, uh Aaron, I he was like, What should I say? How should I intro you? And I and I was like, oh, whatever, just something funny, goofy. And so he sent yeah. me that and I in my brain I, and I, I want you to tell me how how it landed because when i read it <coughs> i just told him like cool great um but now aaron you'll you'll find out my true feelings on it which were um which were like i it would be funny so what he did was he first was like you probably know caleb from no plans to merge right but if you don't he also made live wire and alpine so it's right. sort of like a you know funny setup 
Um, and and I think in a certain crowd it would be it would land. Yeah. But I I it, read like it. And if I was this like, was JS Nation Live. Yes. Then it fair would enough. be funny. Um, but at this crowd, I was like, I wonder if like most people will be like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I do know it from Nopus. He wrote Alpine. You know, I don't know. Um, no, I mean, I I think like I get I get the bit. But yeah, that is the room in the world where the most No Plans to Merge listeners are sitting at any given time, Yeah, which is cool. It was so cool. And I love hanging out with No Plans to Merge listeners more. I love uh, Livewear folks and I love Alpine folks. Um, I love that they each of them has a little bit from the show that they want to do. Yes. Which I like. So that that you is know, like, like of all the people who approach like, me, those are the most fun. It's like they'll just like they'll say something to like subtly let you know that they listen to the show. Yes. Or they'll just say something about fishing or something. Yeah. Like, all right, bet. I got you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it It's it's like a here's something that makes me. OK, I totally like talking to people. Anybody listening that was at Laracon and come up and said, hey, thank you. It makes it yeah. fun. It's a blast. It's a blast. We get to talk. It makes me look cool in front of my friends. Absolutely. Appreciate yeah. the fanfare. <laughs> love it want you to keep doing it um but i did learn Do a little bit more of it maybe <laughs> okay yeah turn it up notch <laughs> um i definitely a uh, quick side note i was sapped i'm usually not socially sapped but i was so socially Dude. sapped i laid at night and it was after the poker night i was like i said i honestly felt like i was gonna have like some i couldn't even have a mental breakdown in enough energy yeah it was really yeah. weird i couldn't think and so I I'm lay so down tired. and I'm so like feeling every bad, exhausted feeling. And I couldn't go to sleep because I kept hallucinate, hallucinate-ish replaying people coming up to me. Like, yeah. like when you jump on a trampoline all day, I was laying there and I would just be drifting off having conversations with people that'd be like, hey, Caleb, oh, I love live. And I'd be like, oh yeah, you know, and it just kept happening. Faceless people. It was the weirdest Wait, thing. Like when you jump on a trampoline all day? You ever jump on a trampoline all day? <laughs> I don't understand how that's related. <laughs> yeah, you have, did you have a trampoline or anything when you were a kid? I had friends who had them. I had rich friends. Um, <laughs> it's, wild that, it's wild that I think of a trampoline as like a, a luxury item. That, like, dude, you should have seen our freaking trampoline. It was not a luxury item. Rusty, okay. well, exposed I had rich springs. friends who had like... I had rich friends who had like all the like outdoor activities. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like you got the rich friend with the pool and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. No, sure ours was a freaking yeah. like stunt man <laughs> device. It was like anyway. So wait, what? You, but what you said was like I laid in bed, hallucinating people who came up and talked to me. Like when you jump on a trampoline all day, and then you just kept going. Like when you jump on a trampoline all day, you uh -huh. are still jumping on the trampoline when you lay down in, at night. It's the oh. weirdest thing. You don't experience it the rest of the day. And then you lay down at night and you're jumping on a trampoline. The sensation is with you. And it's just kind of this weird state. Um, anybody who like had a trampoline when they were a kid and, and did like, you know, like serious trampolining, you know what I'm talking about. I guarantee it. It happens with boats too. If you're on a boat all day and then you lay yeah, down, yeah, you're still yeah. on a Any boat. Any sort of long-term equilibrium disruption. Exactly. Um, you're still doing that thing. And so for some reason it was a very similar sensation. And I was like, these are signs. Like I broke something this weekend or this yeah, week. Yeah. Um, I actually like super side note, a part of it was torturous. Like I was way more nervous than I wanted to be. 
I couldn't eat. So I was nauseous and nervous and exhausted. And there were so many times where I was like, take this cup from me. I got to figure yeah. out a better way to do Laracon because this is not fun at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, so here's the thing I have. I, I know the best way to do Laracon. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't available. It's don't this year. give a talk. And that's what you did. And that's the best way well, to do it. That too. But oh also gosh. like I wasn't able to do my pro strat this year, What's which that? is spend 80% of the time not in the conference. Oh, just standing outside vibing and right. make like three great friends who you talk to all week, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but that wasn't really an option because everything was in the room right. this year. Yep. There was no like hallway track, Which, really. Yeah, I think helped attendance for talks. Sure, it definitely you know, it had a little bit of yeah, yeah. its issues with volume, but um, but that seemed like more at the beginning. I think everybody kind of figured out yeah, to be respectful. Out you should shut the fuck up. Exactly, yeah. like be respectful. Um, so I think it actually had a way better talk. It had a way better talk engagement than any other Laracon. The talks happened to be better as well. But yeah, talks were so good. Yeah, like you know, Laracons like transparently. Sometimes you're like, "What the heck? Like, how did you get on stage?" Like, there have been a few of those. I mean, during my talk, I'm guarantee people felt that way. But there's, um, dude, Ben Orenstein's talk was I so fire. Missed it. I had to nap. But it'll the video will be out. Yeah. It was so fuego. Yeah. Um, I loved it. And then I got to fucking talk to Ben Orenstein for a while nice. on the roof yeah. of the spot oh, and cool. he was just doing what do you think ben orenstein's doing if you just like come across ben orenstein what do you think ben orenstein's doing smiling no he's asking how much more you would pay for tuple <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like well would you pay more okay well what if it did this what if it did this what if it you know oh yeah and okay. so he's got boss chris bogdan like a whole circle of tuple users yeah. and he's just holding court and he's just like grilling them on like okay what are all the paper cuts with tuple yeah. like what what is this was and he's just like hard doing user research in the field uh, and anyway that's cool i rolled up and I had, I had like four things for him and he he seemed to enjoy them nice yeah that that's something we should talk about i i, I did introduce myself to ben as which is it it's a good like you know, like people introducing themselves to me, it does take something to like go up to somebody and be like, hi, I like your work. Like, you know, there's a whole dynamic that I haven't really experienced in a bit, but yeah. uh, Ben, it was like, okay, like I respect this dude. I follow this dude. Like I, sh I gotta go introduce myself. And to him, I'm a nobody. And mm -hmm. you know, and I can just, I can put myself in those, you know, it was like a good experience. Yeah, you don't even know rails. I know. We did talk about that a little bit, um, but you know, just like trying to make, trying to keep the ball up, the conversation ball up, and trying to like not be too fanboy or whatever, or, but but not like also be boring, you know. Yeah. So something I wanted to say with all the people coming up to me that I was prepping the listener base for is I really appreciate it. Thank you. That's great. Um, but I did realize, and I think it was partially caused by my exhaustion, is I my instinct. One of the first people I ever did that to was Adam Wathen at the first Laracon I went to. I had some PHP thing that I thought was an interesting problem. And so I went up uh -huh. to him and I was like, how do you do X in PHP? It was a really dumb question in hindsight and he knew the answer immediately. But uh -huh. so people do this sometimes where they're like, I have this problem. And what I've... Right, but really they just want to say I love you. Well, maybe, yeah. I 
it, yeah. and I, so I get it. I get the instinct because it's my instinct too, but I have like learned, or at least for me, it can be exhausting. It's like yeah. kind of the last thing I want to do is wrap my head around a foreign code base problem, you know, while I'm standing here. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I love talking about Livewire. And you can critique Livewire, you can compliment it, whatever, but it's the specific things where I'm trying to like understand your situation, your code base. It stresses me out. <laughs> and I was like, Merlin Man Merlin Man has this thing he says. You know, he's like a big email guy. Okay. Um you know Merlin Man. No. I mean I know um, him through you. Okay, well he coined the phrase inbox zero um okay. a long time ago. Um and he was kind of the guy who like repopularized getting things done for the digital era. Okay. Um, and so like OmniFocus and things and all these like to do apps that are based on GTD, like that all sort of is like downstream from Merlin man's blog in the early two thousands. Yeah. Anyway, he has this thing he says, uh, which I love, which is just sometimes an email is just a way to say, I love you, <laughs> which, <laughs> Oh, I like he's, that. Cause yeah. he's like, He's like, look, I get these emails. What you're trying to say is I love like, you. Yeah, and like they're six paragraphs long and it's unclear what they want me to do. Yeah. Right? And like I am very much about like turning emails into tasks quickly and getting them out of my inbox. Yeah. So like I look at the email. I'm like, what does this email want me to do? Am I going to do it? If not, send a quick email that says I'm not going to do that. If I am going to do it, add it to a task manager because your email is not your inbox, you know? Yeah. Or sorry, your email is not, not your to-do, to-do list. list. Yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. And he's like, and then, you know, I get these emails and they're really long, which means it's like a lot of like time to process them and triage them and figure yeah. out what they are. Um, and they don't have a clear ask. And so it, it's like kind of unclear what they want me to do. And then I realized sometimes an email is just a way to say I love you. Right. Um, and I was like, fuck yeah. So th- my thing with this is like, I think what you were doing to Adam and like what people are doing to you is like, eh, sometimes a coding problem is just a way to say, I love you. Yeah. It's like, look, I need a way to start a conversation with this guy. Right. Who I like from the internet. So I, and he's a coding guy. So I bet he would like a coding question. Yeah. So I'm going to hit him with a coding question. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like what do people want to talk about? Like what does Ben Ornstein want to talk with me about? That's the question because I, the thing with Ben Ornstein is like Ben Ornstein wants to talk to talk about Tuple. <laughs> right. Yep. And I, I similarly <laughs> want to talk was. about LiveWire. I like yeah. talking about the tools, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I don't need to have some non-work conversation at all, but yeah. I, yeah, it's the, well, you know, I mean, I think most people are like that, but I'm definitely like that. The, it's like, um, painful for me to, um, to like go inside your dirty app in life. If you have, if I was consulting for you, I did that for clients, you know, forever. So did you, uh-huh. it's like, that's a painful experience to I love it. put my brain inside your dirty app. I will enjoy myself once I've, you know, endured the pain, but it's painful to, I actually like, it is weird. This is a thing that I've like loved more and more over time is actually the process of like, getting familiar with someone's wild code base mm. like the onboarding process into a new dirty app like i feel like i'm better at it than i used to be you yeah, know yeah. and like yeah, you've done i'm pretty good enough. at like isolating a problem and like mm. taking off a bite-sized ch- like so i just like kind of let them ramble about all the problems 
right? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, well, this one thing you said, right. this kind of sounds like it touches a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so let's only work on that one thing. And then through working on that one thing, I will encounter the rest of the app. Yes. You know? That's the and thread so like, pull. Yeah. I, and it's like, I, I think like the, there's a little bit of like judgment of like picking the right thread to pull. Yeah. And but then pretty much like any, lot, right. There is judgment. Yeah, but and you, then there's a yeah. lot of discipline of like, of keeping your scope small. Yeah, at first. Yes, and the person um, whose app it is is the worst person to like keep you on that track. You know, you have right, to like right. really, and you have to keep them on that track. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like if I brought an app to you, you would be pulling a thread, and I'd be like, oh, and then that's the baseball football service. Oh, and then that's actually this big thing that we're trying yeah, to. And and you'd I'm be like, like, shut up. I like, I love you. I cannot speak to that at this current moment. Yeah. The thing I need to know is, are there factories? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So anyway, but I really enjoy that part. Like, and I, I, it is like a weird thing to enjoy, but I do love a good mess. Well. And you know what it is? I really, here's the thing. I really like providing huge value, you know? Yeah. Like. So, like, anytime I can, like, okay, so the parking app that I've talked about a, a ton. Yeah. Um, that was a 15-year-old code base written in procedural PHP that had just insane processes. Like, to send their monthly invoices, they were creating a production, taking a production dump of their database because the job would fail and so they couldn't run it on prod. So they had to copy the database to run it on like a local server. Mm. And then the job would like dump it to an Excel file. And then the Excel file would get like mail merged into invoices. Like it was wild. Um, so like you you come into a place and you're like, oh, this is a nightmare. But like, all right, let's see what we can do. And then like on the other side, you're like, oh my God, like look at this beautiful code base we built in like a couple, you know. So anytime I can do something like that, I feel like really good and so like the more like shit there is to eat in the first week the more i'm like okay like we're gonna actually be able to like really turn some shit around yeah i definitely get that that i get that specifically from more like um i've experienced that a bunch with code audits where you want to have like a lot to say so that it feels worth it to the client and and yeah um but I mean, what I'm speaking about is even on this podcast, when you introduce me to a problem, the process of being oh, right, introduced right. Yeah. to a problem is always painful. And sometimes right, right. I get like ornery and I'm like, like, no, 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 stop. You know, like, no, yeah, like, yeah. Let me, don't let me use, use that my word. Own, let me, you know, let me use my example. Let me use yeah. my, yeah. Things like that, that protect my brain. And I, I wonder, I've noticed that maybe, maybe I'm getting worse or maybe I'm just noticing it in different areas of life. But like we have like a B problem. And so we went to value and we got bee traps and you have to hang them and fill them with water, but they have to be like 20 feet. They have like rules, you know, like guidelines because there's like toxic crap in it or something. So we're just standing on the deck and Hannah is like kind of main. He, she's in, she's opening them and she's kind of doing the task. Yeah. And I'm about to take out the garbage. She just kind of out of nowhere hands me the thing and is like, can you do this? You know, or like, she, she runs me through the rules that she just read. Like they need to be 20 minutes. Can you, you know, can you put these up? Can you tie the string? Can you put them up? And I'm like, 
no, no, no. Like, no, 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 no. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, she's like, I'll take the garbage out. I'm like, no, 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 no. And she was like, actually upset with me, rightfully so. She's like, why are you freaking out? I'm like, I- I'm like, I, I just, this I just a don't, lot all at once. I can't do that. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah. I just told you what to do. They're simple, you know, and I said like, why aren't you doing it? Because you're already half, you've already introduced yourself to the whole thing. Why do you want to take out garbage now? Is it a stressful yeah. decision-making thing that you're putting off on me, which is, you know, I sound like a dick right now, but I'm so stressed out by stressful decision-making things. If she were listening yeah. to this, she would be laughing and have a lot to say about me. But with decisions, there's so much like fatigue. It's like, I really protect. It's like, I am so willing to open that box, but I need to be like mentally prepared. I need to, you know what I'm saying? Even something as simple yeah. as putting up B traps. Cause it's like, no, we don't have things to I hang am, it on. Where do we hang it on? How loose we tie the string? Like what, you know, too close to the baby, but dude, not, yeah, you know? the dependency chains, like all yeah, that. Just yeah. the simple thing. So I was like, listen, you can ask me to do this, but not right now. And not in this way, you know, <laughs> like anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm, I am exactly. Are like you that. similarly um, perturbed? I'm a at, huge like, pain in the decision ass making trees. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's wild. Like uh, Charlotte will sometimes like uh, surprise me with the thing she told me about two weeks ago. Um, and dude, uh, <laughs> that. Oh my gosh, dude! I want that freaking on a plaque in yeah. my house. So when, when don't she just does surprise, that, don't just spring this on me. This thing that you told me about two weeks ago. <laughs> That's on the calendar. <laughs> you yeah. have to spring this on me. So when she does that terrible that. thing to me. Um, yeah. You know, it's like if I have, like, I do a lot of like, like, I feel very like uh, psychologically safe in my day because I know what, I know what's going on. I know how I have to manage my energy. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm like, okay, I can expend a lot of energy at this thing because I don't have anything else going for the rest of the day. Yeah. Which means like I can blow a ton of energy and then like go home and play Rocket League and then take a nap. Yeah. And it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You know? Whereas like some days it's like, okay, well, I have to do like a fucking dinner. A dinner is the worst because then you have to save energy all day for a dinner. Dinners, man. You know what I'm saying? Dinners suck, Um, man. Dinners are the worst. No dinners. But anyway, let's go do something. No dinners. And it's like, and you now have like a hard end of your work where it's like, I have to wrap up work yeah. so that I can get out of here to this dinner. Yeah. And like, I need to get dressed and take a shower and shit after work. Yeah. You know, like all this stuff. So, oh, yeah. A dinner is like hard. But if I know a dinner is coming, yeah. Then like, I'm good because I manage my energy correctly all day, knowing that I'm going to need to expend it at the dinner. What is not good is if it's three o'clock and then you tell me that there's a dinner yeah. because then it's like, oh, dude, I already blew the energy. I'm not in my dinner like, zone. I, I'm not I in my social used, zone. Like I like I've been I've been spending energy like like I had no dinner tonight. Yeah. And then now I'm going to get to the dinner and I'm going to have not enough energy. So what I need to do now is it's three now between three and five. I need to drastically cut down on my spending of energy so that I can have enough energy to do dinner. But the problem is I have this remaining work that I need to do between now and five and I can't afford to cut down on the energy output. So like now I've got, now I've got a conundrum and now I'm like an angsty little bitch and you don't understand why. Like, uh, 
I'm stressed out because you said, oh, remember that thing I said two weeks ago? Yes. I, it's, oh, it's, dude. it's like, dude, I got a budget here. I'm dealing with an energy budget. This I got spoons. This is my you problem. I understand spoons. that I'm being an angsty bitch and you already told me yeah. about it. And I know this is my problem, but I'm still mad. <laughs> I And I'm mad at yeah. you and there's nothing you did. You did the right yeah, things, but I'm mad yeah. because cause now, exactly, I'm caught off guard by this energy expenditure you know whatever i but a part of me likes that sometimes because if there's a dinner on the calendar there is a cloud over me until that dinner is completed and actually i i had a therapist for like three weeks and therapist described a lot of the way i think as having social phobia which sure. is like very interesting to hear, you know. Not not as much social anxiety, just like social. He's phobia. like hey, that's yeah. the word he kept using. He's like, well, that's social phobia, and so like this saying this like might ring like that, but but like if there's it doesn't even have it's probably often social things that do this, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's other things. But yeah, it's often social things. It puts a like a cloud like over me until it's completed. So if I have a dinner next week. When I, you know, when you have that minute of thought where you're like, where am I? What's going on in life? What's, what what day is it? What's coming up in my, it's like, oh, that's coming up. Like, oh, like life's not going to be good until that's over. And so if I forget about it and then it gets sprung on me, I got to go through that whole week just thinking that it was Greenfield. You know, that's what it feels like when there's no dinner, Uh it's Greenfield. It's like, oh, my life is Greenfield right now. I love Greenfield life. But like, no, there's all these rooftops on uh, over my head. And yeah. if you just bring it on me, it's like, you know what? This blows, but I got they to pretend it didn't exist for the whole lot. time. So I appreciate that. Um, do you, do you tell me if you experience this? This is a fun topic that we've backed into. Tell me if you experience this. Do you experience um, like the ability to be extremely flexible mm. in a period of planned chaos? Do you know about, do you know what I'm saying? Flesh it out. If you know, if you know, like, okay, the next two days are going to be chaos. And I just need to accept that, like, between now and 48 hours from now, I have no control. The world is chaos. And I am going to need to roll with the punches fully. What's an example? Because uh, let's say, like, uh, an out-of-town wedding for Mm. someone in your wife's family who you don't know. Yes. You know what I'm saying? yeah. You're like, dude, okay, this is chaos. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in Columbus. Yeah, I don't know Columbus. Yep. Uh, and then you're just like, look, there's gonna be problems, right? Something's gonna be wrong with the hotel. Mm. The rental car's not gonna be good. The flight's gonna get delayed. Uh, someone's gonna cry at the wedding and get mad and drunk and weird. Yeah. Um, and I just need to be like steady. Yeah. You know, and like make shit bearable. Yeah. You know. And, like, if you, like, just kind of, like, know going in, like, look, I am going to war, you know? Like, it's going to be chaos. And, like, my job here... Dude, this is actually something that, like, uh, in, uh, like, when I was getting sober and, like, uh, doing some work around stuff. Like, this is a big part. One of the, like, most valuable things that I learned was, like, in places where it's, like, your job is to be of service, Hmm. right? Like if you know that ahead of time and go into the yeah. situation knowing like my job is to be of service here yeah like you end up like mm. finding this cache of energy that you didn't know you had yeah um in order to be of service but 
the thing with me is like, you can't surprise me or I'm not able to shift into that mode. Yeah. Like I need to know ahead of time that chaos is coming. Yeah. And then I can be like, okay, my, like in a chaotic situation, like what is going to make the life the easiest for this, this person? Yeah. And like, I can't control the whole world. Right. But what I can control is like make life easier for this one person or maybe these three people. Right. Yeah. So like, I'm just going to sin eat this whole 48 hour period and like make life bearable. And when you can like get into that mindset, like there's like an extra gear that you can find where you're like, oh yeah, like I'm solving problems. Bah, 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 bah. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a few things there. I think there's expectations with anything yeah. is like, if I know what to expect and I prepare myself, then that's going to be a lot better. Like it, my example would be baby boy. Like if I, if I forget that you have an appointment and now it's like, here's baby boy, you can't work. He needs food. Like, you know, all this stuff. And I am like, you're just boy. springing this on me. You yeah, nothing like a surprise, baby. You told me this two weeks ago and now you're just springing this on me. It's on our, it's yeah. been on our calendar all week and you're just going to spring this on me. Um, where if it's like, uh, if I am, if I prepare myself and I'm like, Oh, like connect with baby boy, like, we're going to go on a walk. We're going to, I'll give them something fun. Like it'll be, you know, it'll be great. And, yeah. and then it is great. So there is yeah. definitely a, a difference in expectation, but I, I definitely agree. I think, so for me, I guess I read most of what you're saying as just expecting a situation like that. And then rising to that challenge, it does posture you. I think it, it is important. I like that, that like, um, just being of service, you know, mm-hmm. like there's, I think of my brother-in-law who at our wedding and a few other times he, he kicks into the service mode and a lot of Hannah's yeah, or brothers like a funeral, a funeral is like the only way that you can get through a funeral is like be of service massively. Yes. In fact, cousin John lost his dad, unfortunately, like a, like a two months ago or maybe more. Um, and yeah, his funeral, like I, I would be sort of the person to, he's actually always the service guy, but it, are you, is this what you're saying? Like yeah. it is an opportunity, like he could use fewer, you know, I was able to like help him with a mic and help, or even just be a comfortable person for him to be near who's not going to stress him out or, you know, things yeah. like that. Like I can hit record for when you do your eulogy, like stuff like that. Um, yeah. Or like you just notice like, oh, like. This guy, uh, whatever he didn't bring a he didn't bring a jacket. I'm gonna run out and grab a jacket, yeah. just so he's got a jacket. Right. You know, like whatever. You know, you just like, yes. Yeah, sometimes I find, am probably, find ways yeah, to block just and like tackle. you. Like if sometimes I am such a delight in that way, as like yeah. eagerly just yeah searching out like problems to solve, people to help at events and things like that. Yeah, but then well, I'm and like, also, so this is you know, this is another actually this is a Merlin Man thing also. Um, don't ask people how you can help. Okay. Right. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, they're always going like, to, it's like asking somebody, um, do you want anything to drink? No, I'm good. If you hand them a glass of water, just pour them on. Like, well, yeah. And happy. his thing is like, okay. Like if someone just like lost a parent or something, Oh right? yeah. Right. Like, right. Yeah. People are like, what do you need from me? And they're like, dude, what I don't need from you is to figure out a project for you to work. <laughs> right. Right, yes. right. Like, what I but if you just like show up with like you know like three pizzas and a case of beer, yeah, just be like here you go, you know. Yes, it's true. That that is a much 
like even if they don't want the pizzas in the case of beer it's like very true you didn't burden them with like figuring out whether or not they wanted them they can just decide to not eat it if they don't want to eat it you know and so much of that is experience like if you have you lost a parent you would know the right things to do if you didn't yeah, yeah. you might not and it's same with like having a baby i didn't have a baby before baby and mm-hmm. people would have babies and like people you know do meal trains at church and stuff like you know you bring meals and that's kind of that but I didn't understand all the needs. I didn't understand the level of need. I didn't understand. Um, But now I understand. So now, like, if I know, like, it's like the right thing to do or or something to do is like, um, I'm going to take your other kid for, you know, a few hours. We're going to go somewhere. Like, stuff like that. Like, you want to freaking bless on a parent. You just take their kid from them because the kid is just, you know, constant. um, A nightmare. A nightmare. Exactly. Get this thing out of my house, please. But a hundred percent. But I, yeah. So my, my comment on that is like, it's so much easier. And those are the people, uncle, shout out to uncle Dan, incredible guy in my mm-hmm. life. Hannah's uncle. He, he's this person who just, is that the push up guy? Yeah. Push up guy. Yep. Love uncle Dan. It's a deep cut for the real heads. Yes. Love uncle Dan. He should be a fixture on the show because he's such a fantastic guy, but he is Mr. Service. That's him. It's like, he just knows what, to help with exactly like you're saying he's not asking what you need he's showing up with a paintbrush or he's it's that's what he's doing you know and his wife and Barb. but um yeah so yes that's a great reminder dude these are the things that can really take you from a from a b level person to an a level person if you just stop and remember to like these things you know it's like you could yeah to just like subtly be of service in stressful situations yeah exactly just being of service but also like also remember the situations where it's you're not you're not the guy who's supposed to be of service there right Mm. like i feel like laricon for you is not a place where you can be in that mode right you Mm. Are, you need to be the recipient of service at Larry. Right, yes, knowing when... You know, because, yeah, like, yeah. you're just, like, overwhelmed and stressed out yep. and, like, blah, blah, blah. Whereas, like, someone else's Laricon, your job is to show up, you know? Yep. Yes, that's absolutely true. Yeah, there are those times. I actually, I thought about Taylor. If I were running a conference, I am not sure I would be leisurely walking about standing in a corner just talking to random people kind of make myself available um you know like he has this very calm casual attitude because he's such a good delegator that yeah like i think anybody else running a conference is going to be chicken head cut off situation right yeah like no taylor is uh Taylor is an impressively composed person. Yes. Um, Extremely well composed. I really enjoy composed. I, I really enjoy my interactions with Taylor at Laracon. Because <laughs> Walk me through it. We always have like a three minute conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, what's up, man? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just doing the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. all right. You know? Um, but I'll see him throughout the um throughout the week or the two days or whatever yeah i'll see him and like we'll kind of like make eye because we're tall guys walking through a crowd yeah, right. you know <laughs> so we'll just kind of like make eye contact and like as i'm walking by i'll just like a little fist one be like good job bud 
you know. Nice. <laughs> so I just like I hit him with like five good job buds throughout the whole the whole time. Nice. You know, and that's like my only interactions with him is just like good job bud. Nice. You know, and I just like I was like I like to think that hopefully like because I know like look I want to fucking hang out and talk to Taylor for half an hour. Yeah. But you know what else? Everyone in this room wants to hang out and talk to Taylor for half an hour. Uh-huh. And Taylor's probably. Uh, dealt with a lot of people who wanted to hang out for half an hour yeah and i'll be okay if i don't talk to taylor for half an hour right now yep so i'm just gonna give him a little fist bump and a good job bud and get the fuck out hey, of here jack. Hey, man. Yeah, hey jack hey man hey man hey man <laughs> yeah yeah yep he he's the guy the taylor the yeah. taylor otwell it was really fun to have uh john and jacob there yeah um Cause like you know, John just like quit his job, yep. You know, and is like, you know, just left like a stable salary um, and all this stuff to like come, basically like ride this, build this plane while we fly it. Yeah, over here, you know. Yeah, and you know, I want him to feel comfortable, you know. And yeah. I'm like a psycho, so I'm like everything will be fine constantly. Whatever, there are no such thing as real problems. Yes. Um, that is true and he's more of like the like let's make sure that let's make sure that there aren't going to be problems yeah. he's look and see <laughs> and i it was just really nice for me to have him experience hmm. being at laricon yeah you know and just be like look like all these people these are my people i love all these people they love me like this is a real community. Yeah. Everyone's kind to each other. We all buy each other's shit. Like, yeah. if anyone you love in this community gives you an opportunity to give them money, you do it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like we all take care of each other over here. It's true. Like, I'm really not concerned that we're going to starve and die. That being said, like, we should land a project. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, uh, shout out to Thunk. Um, take this moment right now. Uh, hire Daniel. Oh yeah, hire us. Hire we Daniel. Have, we have one space on a roster and two active conversations going about it. Okay, but fill um, his schedule, folks. Fill his backlog. Even actually, you know what? This is a great place to pitch this exact one thing that I want to do. Really, a lot. Yeah, I want someone who has a LiveWire two app. Yes, right? and I want to fully Volt Folio LiveWire three your app. Mm. Like I want to, I want to take everything that was announced at Laracon and do it to your app. <laughs> like I don't want to just look. If you just want to get upgraded to LiveWire three, I think there's a way that you can give Caleb money about that. <laughs> oh so yeah, right. Dude. Just do that. Jason Banks um, sit there like this rat bastard. That's but here's my the deal. job. I want a full conversion. I want one of them. I want a full conversion all yeah. the way down. Yep. It'll be fun. Yeah. We'll have a blast. Also, ooh. Caleb, yeah, I tweeted this. Did you see my tweet about no. the the dump thing? No, the stack trace thing. No. Oh, dude. So you know you can, you know you can like get a stack trace in PHP. Debug right? back like trace. Like debug back trace. I just uh, I just made a little helper affordance. Yeah. Called uh, debug colon colon stack trace. Cool. And it just dumps. An array. Oh, and it takes an optional parameter, which is an integer, which is a number of lines, cool. and defaults to four. Yeah. Um, but it just like dumps a stack trace with, and it's formatted in like file name colon line number, so that it's clickable in the VS Code console. Great. 
Um, and it's just like this little affordance that is like nice. revolutionizing mm. the way that I write code right it's now. It's DD like XD with like, for where have I been recently? Yeah. And so if you just like, so for example, like you ever have a situation where it's like something that should be getting called once is actually getting called twice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I used to and have like, like DD after and you pass in like a number of only DDs after like the certain number of iterations and stuff. Yeah, yeah, So otherwise you have to do So like, this is yeah. really good for that if you just DD this thing in that place. Because inevitably the problem is that like you're calling something from multiple places and you didn't realize that both those code paths were going to get activated. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess what I'm talking about is more inside like loops or code paths that are like, like let's say if something in the router, you're trying to debug something from like one route, but it registers every route. It's like, yeah, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. like now I have to have some if like route call, you know, like this whole thing, yeah, to try, yeah, yeah. whatever. But yes, um, I see what you're saying. I could see this anyway. very much. Yeah. as a useful um, in between DD and X debug. Like sometimes yeah, you just exactly. want to know, like, where did I come from? How did I, how did I get, get here? from? Basically. How, did this how did I get here? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so useful. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, debug backtrace um, is fun. I wonder what what uh, performance. Um, it doesn't matter for a debugger, but there's like so many times where you could use it to, to like hack, make like really oh, hacky, yeah. you know, um, APIs and stuff. But I'm always like, it always just feels like uh, the only one I funny. know that that I've used it for, and then I think this is the actual implementation that Frake used it for is the once helper, I think, where you have to like pretty sure it's the once helper i could be like the blade method or oh maybe it's memoize like memoizing something uh, where if you do it in line you just add static like right in there but um then that prevents it from like whatever doesn't matter shut up kill tell me more that's Daniel. cool that's cool shut up no that's all that's all i had on that that's cool um yeah you know what i'm working on right now daniel that i've spent what two days on and is so dumb algolia Doc search. Oh boy, dude, takes me back. You used Algolia a bunch. Yeah, we, I worked at Titan. You worked at Titan. I mean, every I project like, at Titan used Algolia. Yeah, but I like you use Scout, and you're just like you hook up Algolia, you pump it data. I guess I actually did some pretty advanced stuff at, at Titan with Algolia. That's true. Some gnarly stuff. Yeah, yeah, I guess I have. But this feels different, and it's like Doc search is one of those things that it's easy to just plug and play, but that's not good enough. You know. And to yeah. dig deeper, holy crap. It's like so freaking gnarly. I've spent so much time just whatever, dealing with stuff that doesn't work, but I'm trying to it doesn't matter. Bro, you know who Sorry to take you It off doesn't of matter. This. Take me off. You know who I miss? Who? Logan Henson. Dude, same thing. I did I tell you I, I went up to um what's his name? How oh, now I'm being a super jerk. Jacob something at Titan. Um, Baker Katzmeyer, pro gotta be, not Jake Batman, not Jake Batman, not yeah, 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 yeah. Jake Batman, <laughs> the other Jacob. Um, I went up to him, super nice dude. Like I think that was the first time meeting him. Great to meet him. Um, and I was like, I was like Logan. You know, he looks like him kind of from the back. Oh my and god! And I, I was like seeking dude, out Logan. I was like, dude, I miss Logan. I miss so Logan much. and John. Logan Bond. had such Jason Beggs energy. Like, just, Maybe. like, quiet, but, like, a little bit of a shit talker low-key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, John and Bunn and Logan Henson are the best little duo, and I wish they were there. Such a bummer. Yeah. Sarah Bine was there, though, and I see, I categorize Sarah Bine along with Logan as, like, a secret genius. Yeah, they're hackers. Um, they're 
like a, and a total very quiet and like not you're not going to know unless you take make an effort to find out i'm just calling like, them hackers this person now. is low-key a genius you know jess archer yeah. sarah bine logan henson these people are hackers they are sarah bine is sarah bine is so fucking smart yes they are computer people they yeah. know the stuff and they love computers yeah. and they have that like deep love but it feels like like i'm that but it i feels like more more than us you know yeah. i would consider you more of a hacker than me um you're i okay but you know what i mean i'm trying to just because des- i've written rust and you haven't is that why yeah like i'm trying to describe <laughs> this quality of like you know what I mean? And I'm using hacker. No, I get a, it. Like, I, I'm more, uh, I'll do shit for no reason sometimes. Yes. Yep. More exploratory. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't fish or anything. <laughs> I mean, right. So I got to do something with my time. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like Logan's the guy that you don't even want to go up against him on a terminal, on a command line. Like, dude, if you. That's what the difference is, honestly. It's I like, would never. Like, Logan is a person who you're scared to have an opinion in front of. Yeah, because he'll quietly like, be like, oh, yeah, I used to use that. And he'll be like, oh, I yeah, just have an opinion he's on too smart. <laughs> he's too smart to have an opinion in front of. Yeah, he he's uh, one of those, you know, when you pair with people, I, and really, I think the command line is a good, a good kind of um, litmus test because it's like you can do so much without being good at the command line. Uh-huh. But if you're good at the command line, it says a lot about you. And it says a lot yeah. about like your path and your level of experience. Uh-huh. And so pairing with people like Logan, where they're like, oh, I'll just, you know, right. I'll, let's just, you know, they have to solve some problem. They go to the command line and write some, you know, command and, and then, yeah. They pipe the input out. Yeah. They're piping yeah. and they're, they're using stuff. Like I got yeah. like grep. I pipe into grep and then I type the word I'm searching for. They'll be like grep hyphen, you know, two bit yeah, yeah, yeah. three. Yes. And like, they can write like a bash if statement off the top of their head, which like I could never do. No one can write that. That's fake. Yeah. Um, yeah, that shit's wild. Um, uh, did you ever have one of those pairing sessions with Matt where he started uh, adding shortcuts to your to your ZSHRC? No. <laughs> okay, he did that to me a couple times, and now I do that to John and Jacob. Really? Yeah. We'll be pairing, and I'm just like, brother, I'm gonna tell you what, I am not gonna keep typing PHP artisan. Right. That's not happening. Funny, yeah. Dude, I forget um, that that's not how computers work. They're just not they just don't use artisan by default. <laughs> like Oh, I just use art. Okay, yeah. All right. I like um, artisan. And then, but I think I, it looks really nice. I have all these little ones that like you know, CI for composer install, C D for composer dump auto load, uh MFS for migrate fresh seed. Yeah, MFS is a, um, a lot of these are Jeffrey Way ones. Yeah, but I, like, yeah. I I have like a GCO for Git checkout, and I use that all the time. Yeah, GCO GL for G, Git pull. I do GS um, all the time for Git status. GPT for Git push and track. Oh, um, so it just like pushes to a branch and sets it up. Oh, for I use legit for that, which I should stop, but I legit publish and it does that. But I, huh. I should uh, it's probably pronounced legit. But I should just do that. It would be. And there's also another um, one I use that I love all the time. I love and I use all the time is somebody PR something. And I want to like check out that branch locally. You know, it's like not the simplest command. Um, so I use hub, which I think is GitHub's. Uh, the GitHub CLI. Yeah, yeah. Hub PR checkout and the number 
that the pull request the pull request mm. number and then it just like does all the stuff that needs to be done and then i can push to that pull request unless nice. you freaking forked main and left it as the main branch and then pr the main branch if you do that Kent C. Dodds just tweeted about what a horrible sin that is. And wait, so what's the sin? If you want to pull request something to a package, you fork it. It's going to by default, you know, put uh-huh. you on the main branch of your fork uh-huh. and you commit to your main branch. And uh-huh. then you pull request your forked main to the root main. Uh-huh. Nobody can, can um, contribute to it. Oh, really? Yeah. Nobody can contribute to your pull request. So when people do that, like, especially if it's something... But if it's in a branch, if you're if you're PRing your, like, random feature branch against their main, that's what you want. Yes. Interesting. I didn't know. Yeah, it's like a key thing. As a maintainer, you, like, it's very quickly realized that, like, it becomes a, it becomes a paper cut. And so there's enough people, fortunately, Josh Hanley, Adrian Nurnberger, whatever. Sorry, I can't pronounce your name, Adrian. I should know your name. Um, he, you know, they're pretty much like on that. If people do that, they call them out and they like be like, "Fix this, or you're you're done. Yeah, you're done here. <laughs> you're done. You're done." Uh, I did this on Twitter, but I got a shout out, Philo, Josh. Uh, I gotta learn Philo's last name. Philo, Josh Hanley, and Adrian, who I also am not uh-huh. great with the last name. These dudes have stepped up in a huge way, and they are all over the Liveware repo, and it's so awesome. Yeah, they're just uh, pring hard. Uh, dealing with other people's PRs. They are PRing hard. Yeah, F- yeah. Philo is doing a ton of like PRing, failing tests and stuff. I got to say, people, I don't know if there's something in the air, but well, I turned issues off forever ago. You can't submit an yeah. issue. That's a, probably a big thing. You want to get my attention, you submit a failing test and that's awesome. So th- it's great. Um, Hell yeah. yeah. Yep. What's really great is that. when people submit a passing test for a problem that they Ooh. fixed in a PR. Failing tests yeah, are the next. That's best the thing. next step. Are the next best thing. Um, yeah, Daniel, I think Hell we have yeah. to wrap it up here because I actually have to. I think so too. Livewire. Yeah, I've got to go um, pair with people. Just one last thing about what my life is like right now. So yeah. we have a client who um, they didn't really have a internal uh, process. Yeah. Like workflow process. Okay. They weren't like writing tickets or anything. Yep. So they just kind of like did whatever work they felt like doing yeah on a given day uh that's a little bit reductive but um anyway we're helping them kind of like have a process and we have john drexler who's like a genius big time process guy so anyway uh this week was like ingest everything write tickets for the work you're already doing like cool you know take the thing that you're currently doing and just like get it into tickets yeah week and so i have to get off this and pair with two guys on two different things and then uh starting monday we're starting a sprint with these fellas very nice very daniel interesting enjoy your ticketing um i'm so excited i'm very excited to have talked to you and talked about laricon and had to be done um yeah i was excited to have also gone to laricon it was great to see you true. great to be with everybody absolutely we love you all we do um it is time daniel yeah let's uh go ahead and cue the ow true music